Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Risser of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate show where it's mostly sports and a little bit of real estate. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by my usual partners in crime, Bill Risser down in St. Petersburg, Florida, Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia, and Shea Brewer out in Portland, Oregon. Good evening, boys. Let's start with you, Bill. How are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Just got back into the town here a few hours ago. We were down in uh, the Sanibel area, uh, Fort Myers, Sanibel Island. We were uh, having an employee appreciation party. Every member of the staff, all 110 people, brought their spouses, significant others, down to the hotel for the weekend, and we had a big Kentucky Derby party. Everyone had to wear the appropriate attire. My jacket had some plaid in it. I'll give you that right now, um, and was very pastel-y. Uh, so, yeah, we had a great time. So uh, I'm a little tired. Uh, I don't drink a lot. And this weekend, I drank a lot. So uh, it was, I'm, it was, I had a good time. My boy, Jack. Was it my boy, Jack? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. whatever went into the mint juleps, for sure. Uh, and then a whole series of different beers. I went kind of everywhere. I was, I was at Goose Island. I was at Cigar City. <laughs> I, I was uh, with three daughters. <laughs> so I, I, I had a lot of fun. Good, good. Yes. And did you make it back for golf this morning? No, I didn't. I had to cancel on the golf tournament. We we rolled back in here like at two. So, okay. Yeah. So, uh, but a lot of fun. I mean, it was just a, you know, to have everybody there. The whole staff bought in. Everybody had their hats and their outfits, and you know, it was just a great time. And that's I'm, great. Lo- great location too. Yeah. Sure. The high school prom that was in the ballroom next to us didn't dig it as much, but uh, <laughs> oh well, that's too bad. <laughs> Todd, what's going on with you, buddy? Oh, Sean. As you can see, I am. Uh, Instead of tan, rested and ready, I'm uh, red, rested and ready. Uh, had a great week at the beach, vacation, much needed. Um, a lot of fishing, a lot of surf, a lot of beach, a lot of uh, local bars, um, a brew fest. Just great, great week. Needed it. Um, rested, recharged, and believe it or not, looking forward to the week ahead, getting back uh, back to the grind. Good, good. And how about our newest correspondent, Shea Brewer, out in Portland, Oregon? What is going on, buddy? I am still recovering from uh, Derby festivities yesterday. (laughs) I'm not a fan of Derby Day and Cinco de Mayo on the same day. (laughs) Because at some point in the day, you have to switch from bourbon to tequila, and that's just a bad combination. Yeah, Yeah. that's rough. rough. You don't have to, but I like the way you you said that. Yeah, Like, like, no, that's a rule. That's what I got to do. That's what it says on the box. Rules so, are rules. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's let's start with the one champion that was crowned today. Todd, I need to turn to you on this one, but I believe we have a champion in the European uh, Soccer League. Why don't you tell us about that, man? This is first of all, it's the only team sport that, that where a champion is determined before the season's over. Uh, obviously, it could go to the last game of the season, but it's the only sport where it's not defined in a in a actual championship game. So, why don't you tell us who is the champion this year of the EPL? Yeah, we've talked about it many times before. There is no soccer playoff, um, which at first, uh, when you think about it, is very counterintuitive um, in the American culture. But once you kind of get into it and realize that they have the regular season uh, uh, tournaments galore, um, it's pretty cool. So Manchester City 
Um, they, uh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank who they played today. Um, uh, I'll get, I'll get to that. But so Man- Manchester city drew, uh, had a draw with their, uh, their opponent today. That's all they needed, huh? Yeah, that's all they needed. And what was kind of neat, and I, I obviously been on the beach all week drawing a blank was, um, the point for Huddersfield town, um, out of Yorkshire, uh, believe it or not, they are in a relegation battle. So, they're playing the number one seed, battling to stay afloat. So a one point, the draw was huge to those guys. And I'm sure it was very deflating to the other three that are vying for the uh, coveted one spot to, to stay up uh, promoted in the Premier League. So Manchester City, uh, the one point's all they needed. They have two more games. If they win both games, they will um, break the record for most points um, ever in a EPL campaign. I think they need two more goals to break the goals um, record. So um, conversely, the Champions League, the top two, three uh, uh, are promoted. The top two were decided today. Um, Wolverhampton and Cardiff City, uh, Cardiff City edging out Fulham. So now you have four teams, um, Fulham, Middlesbrough, Aston Villa, and I think Derby County, they play a four-team playoff. So there's uh, two teams uh, against two teams. I guess, you know, three play six, four plays five. And um, basically, they're going to have two legs. Uh, the winners of each um, competition, they go to Wembley Stadium, and uh, the winner gets promoted. Nice. This is a standing ovation because that, okay. that, that was – you named four t- Champion League teams <laughs> from the top of your head. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that pretty was pretty good. awesome. Wow. Well, it's, 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 yeah, the promotion relegation wow. race really makes it interesting. That's amazing. So, so Pete Dye, uh, or Pat Dye, sorry, Pat Dye, uh, is, is happy now that a tie actually got a win, right? That's uh, right. Pat, Pat Dye famous for going for a tie in that, in that, uh, in that bowl game. Right. What about, uh, Bobby Bowden going for the tie at the choke at Doke? Uh, yes, that's right. Should have gone for two cause they would have, they would have got it. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. All right. So uh, another champion was crowned yesterday. That's the Kentucky Derby champion, Justify, the favorite. Uh, not a surprise. It's, you know, it was a mu- very muddy track. Uh, rained all day. Uh, they said it was the rainiest Kentucky Derby in history. I don't know how they. Two, two and a half inches. Well, two and, yeah. and a half inches of rain fell. Based on rain. Yeah. yeah so it was. That's um, pretty amazing. You know, the, the track, I think, all, all things considered, still looked pretty, pretty decent. I don't know if they maintain it or if they go out there and rake it or drag it or anything like that, but I thought they, it looked. Don't bet between races, I think even on a muddy track, they probably have to pull something through it to yeah. kind of level sure it up. they have good drainage, just like a football field also. Oh, a lot of standing water. <laughs> but it yeah. was, uh, yeah. you know, uh, when, when they crossed the finish line, Justify and his and the, and the jockey were very clean. Uh, they, they ran a race where they kind of got in the, into a front position, and he let the other horse kind of take the lead until about the three-quarter turn, and then he just sort of just, I, I think, did what he needed to do. First time since 1882 that a horse didn't run uh, as a two-year-old and, and won the Kentucky Derby. So amazing. And I, I don't know, Todd, if you saw on, on Sports Center, there was a uh, – someone put a futures bet down last year mm. on this horse, $500, and they gave him 300 to one odds. Oh. Uh, once they found out the horse – I think this was in uh, – it's a futures bet, but I'm not sure when it was, but they knew the horse didn't run as a two-year-old. So they gave him pretty, pretty high odds. Mm. Uh, and it paid off a nice $150,000 today. That's uh, not bad on that. Bet, I, know, huh? I know there's exactas, which is one, two <laughs> trifecta is one, two, three. Someone placed a one, two, three, four, five, $18 bet, hit it and walked away with $1.4 million. 
Uh, yeah, and, and and the fourth place horse was like a ninth, like you know, eighty yeah. to one that he, you know, and he came in fourth. One so, guy called it in the pregame. He said, "Box the five, six, seven, which means boxing. Yep, you yep. can finish in any order, yep. and uh, that would have won you some, won you some good, uh, a pretty penny." So interesting. Uh, any thoughts, Shay or, or or Bill, on what you guys saw in that race? I'll, uh, defer, huge, I'll, I'll defer yeah. to Shay. I think he's a bigger uh, bigger Derby guy than than me. The the race itself, I mean, it was awesome. The the Derby every year is awesome. Justify was a favorite. Uh, of course, he came through. I, I think Justify um, is actually the favorite in the Preakness as well. So, well, actually, you know, here's a stat that I saw yesterday. Uh, Baffert's yeah. won five times now in the in the Kentucky Derby, and all four of his previous Kentucky Derby winners have gone on to win the Preakness. To win the Preakness. Yeah. How many of them so, won Belmont too? I think just <laughs> just, just one. Just. just uh, American, yeah, American Farrell. Farrell. Yeah. American yeah. Farrell. Yep. yep. I think the bear uh, from game day tweeted that. Cause I remember reading that yesterday. What's his Is name? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Felica. Yep. That's him. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about golf. Another champion was crowned today. Jason day, my buddy, uh, Jason day. And, and my little, little buddy dash was there to, to greet him at the 18th hole. But oh, man, right. what, what a, what a finish for Jason day. He he's tied walking off the 15th after hitting in the bunker off the tee couldn't go for the green and two that everyone was hitting in two uh hits a hits a you know power shot out has to get tries to get up and down to make his birdie but he 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 doesn't he makes a par and does not gain a stroke um at the same time uh the young kid um aaron wise Wise, aaron wise yeah who played played pretty solid i mean yeah really solid good payday for him eh? yeah did you see did you see his finish yesterday guys did not Okay, so on 18, you know, the, the, the creek runs down the middle of the fairway and then it comes up to the left side of the green. Mm-hmm. Aaron Wise, holding a, uh, I believe, tied for the lead at the time, hits it, hits it into the hazard just left of the green, but it bounces from the green side over to the other side of the creek, but it's in the hazard. It's in the grass on a severe downslope. So he's got a downslope across the creek to a oh. tight pin. Cool. Easy shot, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, Costas and, and Nick Fowler are saying, like, you know, look, he, he can't make a quad here. He can't do something stupid. He's just got to take a drop, maybe chip it in, and perhaps get up and down, you know, get, at worst gets up and down for a bogey. So he kept, he kept going across the creek to see if he could get his feet in a position where he could, you know, but his club face was so open. Yeah. You know, Nick Fowler goes, he has to really risk going right underneath this ball. Yeah. And he, and he swung and went right, under, just totally whiffed, just went right underneath mm. the ball. And as he does it, Bill, and they show it in super slow motion, the ball goes even lower, you know, it's still in the hazard. Wow. So th- then he then he does the same shot but closes his club face a little bit. Ball goes way to the back of the green, you know, 45 yards, 45 feet past the hole. So he's, there, he chi- he's there in four. There's right? in four, and he chips it in for bogey. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and he got a shit-eating grin on his face, kind of like, can't believe that ball hit the pin and, and went in. Um, Don't they call that taking your medicine right instead of trying to do something? You just yeah, take your medicine, yeah. take yeah. the book. You know what? Then that makes that, that kind of makes sense. You think um, Nick Watney was playing with Jason Day today, right? Yes. And how about that putt he made on eighteen? Unbelievable. To take to take a couple hundred k away from 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 Wise. From Wise, <laughs> because, exactly. Because did you see Day's reaction to that? He that was, was cool. genuinely yeah. happy for the guy. Yeah, yeah. of course, so, because he was still two shots ahead of him. Come on, come on. So sure. Day Day not hitting the ball super straight, but boy, was he hitting it long because on sixteen, that four hundred ninety eight yard par five, oh. uh, he hits his drive three eighty over the bunker. Uh, you know, just your typical three eighty. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> flips up flips a, a, a wedge down there close and makes a great downhill putt 
And then he steps up on 17, one of the hardest holes on the PGA Tour. No birdies at all today. And what's he do? He almost hits it in the hole for a hole-in-one. Did you guys see Clank, it? Clanked it off the pin to about three feet. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, that ball hit, and it just, you know, it – I don't know, maybe a, a, a quarter of an inch one way and it hits the cup and, you know, hits the flag and drops straight in. Yeah. Um, just Did a, you see uh, Billy Horschel's tweet, Sean? No. He he was – he first of all, he prefaced it with saying, what an amazing shot by Jason Day. Don't want to take anything from it. But you just said a quarter of an inch one way and it's in. He had the opposite take. He said if it was a quarter of an inch, you know, he could have gone in the water. Um, oh, it would have gone past How hot it. that ball was coming, right? Yeah. So it's a game of inches and obviously – if he hits that thing in the water, it's one of the most unlucky breaks of all time. But, um, yeah, he was on there. I also sent you a text, Sean. He had three birdie, uh, three bogeys in three rounds, and he had four bogeys today. Yeah. <laughs> still ended up winning by, what, two shots? Yeah, yeah, one by two, and uh, makes a great par on, on 18. Where he Remember, he gave away the PGA Championship last year on Saturday, uh, making an eight on that hole. So he, that you know, Kepka? He, did he play? No, he lost to uh, Jason, uh, Justin Thomas, uh, Justin Thomas it, that's right. but it was on Saturday that he really, he had the lead and he could have gone in two strokes up and he made an eight, uh, never, never did anything on set on Sunday. Um, couple quick notes before we get into the NHL and NBA, uh, Tiger Woods, his 11th birdie free round as a pro mm. been playing almost mm. 20 years, uh, a little more than 20 years. And he's Say that again? 11 rounds where he didn't have a single birdie. How many rounds has he played? Oh my God, that's unbelievable! Yeah, I mean, if you think of the, the you know, it's got to be close to a thousand rounds on, yeah. on the tour, right? Oh, more than um, that. I yeah, that, yeah. And only eleven times with no birdies, three bogeys today. Uh, just a heads up for this week. I, I tweeted to you guys, but uh, that TPC's really laid it out. put put some great featured groups together for the uh, coverage on Thursday and Friday. So you got you got Tiger, Phil, and Ricky in a group. Wow. wow. And then you got JT, Spieth, and Rory as one of the other featured groups. Nice. Um, so that's that's got to pull the people that aren't aren't golf fans in, right? I mean, yeah. someone like you, Shay. That I, I'm waving at you, Shay. <laughs> but <laughs> watching golf Thursday. <laughs> yeah, but you know, just when you look at, at, at the firepower in those groups, plus there's so many. It's such a loaded field. Mm. Um, you know, and it, it's all neat 50, to see them. All top fifty, 50. Are the top fifty, right? All all the top fifty. It's supposed to be amazing weather. They say you know it's the second year of the redo of the course, um, so they say it's in great condition. Um, you know, the it, it's always a fun tournament to watch. And TPC, the seventeenth hole at Sawgrass, the most watched hole in all of golf. Um, when it comes to like downloads and the the webcam that they'll have yeah. uh, up for that, so very hey, very cool. I don't know if I want to call my shot yet, but. Um, I've noticed since the Masters, Pat Reed is not exactly at a sophomore uh, slump. Um, he was pretty decent. what third, fourth, fifth on leaderboard today. Six hundred today, or six f- finished at six. So I think he's six back. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think in the previous turns I've seen him play, he's he's been up there. So he's not um, resting on his laurels, and he's his personality that that doesn't surprise me. He seems pretty driven and and hungry, and doesn't care uh, who gets in his way. So. I'm not ready to call him call that shot yesterday, but I, I mean yet. But I wouldn't be surprised if next week he was he was in contention the way he's playing. Yeah, good call. All right, boys, what do you want to do? Let's let, let's go NBA. I want to get Shay involved here so he doesn't fall asleep on his couch. Uh, <laughs> Did he mention it was Cinco de Mayo and the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> yes, I know he's he's just rusting up. He needs some adrenaline, some Gatorade. No during the land would convict him. I swear. So let's talk about what we're getting ready to. You know, the argument of of who's the best NBA player of all time is, is an old argument. I don't, there's, you're never going to be able to solve it, but the arguably the best player alive right now 
actively playing as LeBron James and what he did last night, uh, what he's done this whole, this whole series. <laughs> I see Shay just kind of like, like, like what, you know, uh, let me just go to you, Shay. I mean, what, what he did to the Raptors. I mean, he physically just reached in and pulled their heart out of their bodies last night, didn't he? And we are witnessing <laughs> greatness. <laughs> what LeBron James is doing on a, this series. I heard one of the commentators, I want to say it was game two and they renamed Toronto LeBronto. Like, ah, <laughs> that's beautiful. I love that. We've talked on this podcast about how it's LeBron and then it's everyone else. And it, he's able to lead that team to another level, but he's also able to just – this guy kills franchises. It's not just Toronto. I'm from Atlanta, and as a Hawks fan, the Hawks were on the cusps of Mm -hmm. something really special they had a 60 win season and Mm -hmm. every year they'd get in the playoffs and they'd face lebron and they couldn't win a game anymore Mm -hmm. this guy is causing franchises to completely rebuild and and change their entire approach of how they're going about building a team and trying to win a championship it's almost like you have to wait it out you're not going to win when lebron james wants to win you're you're not going to be able to beat cleveland you know and and he 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 really does play both ends of the floor i mean he he's an amazing defender Oh, absolutely. He, uh, last series, I want to say, yeah, it was last series. He passed Scottie Pippen for the all-time steals lead in the playoffs. Wow. So he's, he's going to come out and he's going to defend. He's going to block shots. We looked to the Indiana series and the, the late game block on Victor Oladipo. And, you know, he's, he's getting the passing lanes. He's getting steals. He's blocking shots. He's scoring. He has assists. He's the second leading, leading on the team for rebounds. He does it all. He does it all. Every category, he's going to stuff the stats. So I, I, I know there's only uh, there's a game tomorrow night, but and the, and Toronto's professionals, but you're going to see as close to a dead man walking team as you're ever going to see when Toronto rolls out on that floor tomorrow night uh, with the unlikely task of winning four in a row uh, against LeBron. Uh, uh, Shay, Shay, do you expect that game to even be close tomorrow night? I do. I, I think that Toronto will compete. I don't think they'll be able to pull it out, but I think they will compete. They, they are professionals, and this team was the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. So they won a lot of games. They know how to win, and I think they'll fight to the end. Yeah, these guys are – I agree with you. These guys are pros. They have a lot of pride too, right? They don't want to be swept by Cleveland or, or, or LeBron. Do, do, they, uh, they, do they, they have a lot of pride, but do they have a LeBron? No, okay. no, no just, just I agree. I, so I think the question, Sean says, are they, are they going to be dead men walking? And I, I say absolutely not. Um, are they going to – is Toronto going to win is a whole different question, but – I think the uh, energy and effort will be there. They're professionals. They want to win. They don't want to be swept. So. so it looks like Cleveland may have a little bit of rest before the Eastern Conference Finals. The other side looks like they might also have some rest as well because I, I don't remember an NBA team making so many just egregious turnovers at the end of a game than what Philadelphia 76ers did against Boston. I mean, it was – it was unbelievable to watch that. Uh, and Shay, let's go back a couple of weeks when you when you said that look, what we're seeing Ben Simmons do is off the charts. Well, the opposite direction of what he's doing in the in the playoffs with one point the other night, um, and and just a horrendous inbounds pass. And let's give some props to our boy Al Horford, uh, who who you know amazing steal, holding his balance on that inbounds pass from the sidelines uh, to score the game winner. Um, Bill, what have you seen in that series? Cause it, you know, game one was, 
game one wasn't close. Game two was close, went yeah. into overtime. And then obviously game three uh, went into overtime as well. And it looked like, you know, when Bellinelli hit that shot, uh, causing the premature evacuation of the, uh, <laughs> confetti. Of the confetti. Uh, uh, that was, that was embarrassing. Evacuation, right? <clears throat> yes. Okay, yes. good. P- premature good. evacuation. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just making sure that's good. Yes. The, the Is this a family show? I don't yes. have to edit. I don't have to edit. We're good. But just what did you, what did you think of, of, of that series so far? And then, and you know, just, well, you look, know, I, I don't think, I don't think we thought Boston was going to be up three Oh, at this point. No, I, I think I was on, on, you know, Shea talked about a, a couple weeks ago that that Philly has got a ton of talent and trust um, the process. Trust right? the process, yeah. And so I'm all I was all on board with that. I thought, yeah, there's a great chance they're going to play the Cavs. Uh, you know, assuming the Cavs got past the Raptors, which now I, I really feel is a done deal. But um, man, uh, I don't know how to explain that other than maybe the Celtics got tired of hearing how great the Phillies were, and you know, they're like they're professionals. They don't want to. Uh, um, give in, give up, and and they they've battled back from that massive uh, deficit that they had. Right? How, how far down were they in that one game? Twenty two, twenty three, twenty three, twenty three. Yeah. So uh, I, I think it's a I think it's a little bit of a Phillies young, other than Reddick, right? Uh, and and uh, Boston came in hot, and I mean hot under the collar, right? And that's what it just feels like to me. Trust or, the or I can change my mind and go <laughs> another direction. If you want me. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Shay. No, you, you've got to trust the process. I mean, we talked about Ben Simmons and putting up one point in the playoffs is that, that's tough. But at the same time, he's still a rookie. The guy, will, the guy will more than likely win the rookie of the year. And they're so young. I don't think they realize that they're down three zero and they probably don't have a chance. I, I I think if you went into that locker room and you talked to Brett Brown and any of those guys, I think those are the, if there's one team that can extend a series, I think Philly will compete and extend a series. You look at game two, they had uh, what was it, 18. No game two was a 23 point lead. Yeah. Game three was the 18 point lead. So they led and they've been impressive against Boston. They just couldn't seem to close. And I think that they'll continue to compete, and I think that they'll they'll close Game Four, and we'll see if they can extend that series and how long they can extend the series. Too. Yeah, Boston's never in their history lost a, a series that they've been up two zero. That's that's a pretty long history, mm. um, you know. And once again, these guys on the team this year aren't they're just part of history because they wear the jerseys. But uh, interesting stat that you know um, would be would you know it just gosh it they had the they had game one in overtime in regulation then they gave it away on, on a on a bad pass uh you know and then and, and then they thought oh my god you know we're down and then they hit that amazing shot by bellinelli on the you know the, the switch on the sideline and and then they go up five nothing or five you know they go up five on the first two possessions in overtime and I, the arena kind of breathes a sigh of relief and then boston just kept coming down and yep. um jason tatum just you know, we saw him really he's, – he's played so good in this series. Um, I mean, he's been fantastic. But Al Horford uh, has been a man um, in that series. Chad, let me ask you a question. Who is this Covington kid for Philadelphia? I really like him. I, I have no idea where he came from, but he's good. So Robert Covington has been in the league three years now, four years now. Robert Covington was the first piece of the process. Um, analytics guys love him. He's a what the NBA calls a three and D guy. 
He can shoot fairly decent from the outside, but he's able to defend multiple positions. And he's just a tough guy. He's going to go and he's going to rebound. He's going to do the dirty work, and he doesn't have to have a lot of glory for it. He's not. You're not going to see him putting up 20 points a night, but you're going to see him with, you know, 10 points, 10 rebounds. Yeah, and that he, sort of I thing. really like him. I think he's, you know, so he's he's kind of that uh, between a three and a four. Is that right? Yeah, so he, he he's listed as a small forward, but he can he can play the power forward. He could also come down and play some two guard if you need him to. So, is yeah. he a Robert Horry type of guy, like from the old Rockets, that kind of player? Or? Very interesting comparison. Um, similar, very yeah. similar to a young Robert Horry. Yeah. Not as great of a shooter. Definitely not as great of a clutch shooter. Um, but very similar, very similar, very similar game. Well, Horry just had a lot of opportunities, right? That's part of the reason why you're so. Clutch, um, yeah. Oh, big, big shot, Bob, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not belittling it, but I'm saying he, you know, once you hit your uh, your first couple, three, four of the confidence builds, um, and suddenly the legend grows. Sean, do you remember seeing Robert Horry, uh, Florida's play in Alabama? Yes, and uh, he looked like the French Prince of Bel Air. We called him. <laughs> he, he did, man. Uh, so both those series, three nothing. Both those series could close out uh, tomorrow night, um, and it'll be interesting. I, Shay, you might know this, having been, you know, employed by a team, did, did, will they move up that series or is this, is the conference finals set when they're going to start? I think it's set, isn't it? The conference finals are set. The NBA finals are set. They can move up the first two rounds. Okay. If they they sweep. So both those teams are going to have some rest, which is, is, you know, good for LeBron. And it's also good for uh, who's the guy on Boston that has the hurt hamstring. Uh, uh, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, who's been playing good. Yeah, I, I like his hustle. He, he, um, he, he's been, you know, so him having a few days extra rest. So if it ends tomorrow, uh, that series won't the, – the Eastern Conference Finals won't start for a week then. Um, so those teams are going to have some rest. Which will be good. The Cavs, yeah. the Cavs are old and Boston's banged up, so yeah. that'll be good. It'll, it'll, it'll put, you know, the, a, a good product on for it. Let's go to the West. Uh, Golden State wins today uh, to take a 3-1 lead, and I believe Houston and, and Utah are playing right now, right? They are. Um, yeah. And so Golden State wins uh, at New Orleans. Uh, they got – that was a pretty good performance by New Orleans last uh, – over the weekend on, what, Friday night to, uh, to, to take their first game of the series. Um, I think our boy Rajon Rondo had 20 – one assists is that right? Assists, twenty-one assists. That's pretty solid. Uh, pretty solid effort there, right? Yeah, the assists were impressive. But what was what was even more impressive was the sideshow between him and Draymond Green. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh, Ray, Ray John Rondo was uh, pulling some veteran moves to kind of get under Draymond's skin, and Draymond's been known to rack mm-hmm. up the technical fouls. So. Yeah, and he did strategy from the. He bench. got his first one today. He didn't get one in that game three, uh, but he he did get one today. Uh, and then, what's the score in the Houston game, Bill? Uh, they're in a commercial break, so I can't tell you at the moment. Okay, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. I'll let you know. But you know, surprisingly, Utah took a game at Houston, but then Houston came back and and got home field home court advantage right back. Uh, what are you seeing in that series there? Uh, that that one rookie guard for uh, Utah is pretty special, isn't he? Ruby yeah, Donovan Donovan Mitchell. So I, uh, Oh, the real rookie of the year, the real rookie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so what Bill's referring to, there's there's an ongoing thing. Um, 
Ben Simmons technically redshirted a year, I guess you'd say. He was uh, drafted mm-hmm. last year but set out the entire year. So this is his first year of game action, but he was able to, to practice and train and learn the NBA a little. So Donovan Mitchell is a true rookie, and so they're both kind of jockeying for who will uh, who will be the rookie of the year in a couple of weeks when the votes come out. Um, I read a stat today that was kind of uh, was kind of interesting to me. There's only been three players with five, con- or excuse me, three rookies with five consecutive twenty point games in the playoffs. Those three rookies are David Robinson one, Jason Tatum for the Celtics two, and Donovan Mitchell three. Wow, wow, that's cool. That's pretty impressive. So, I may have guessed Robinson, but I wouldn't guess the other two, right? I was going to guess Magic Johnson. I was Magic Johnson with my number one pick. Yeah, but I guess he didn't. You know, in, in those series, I don't think he scored as many as he he, he was big time assist. He just got yeah. the ball to, to to Abdul Jabbar and Worthy and yeah, his rookie year, he was more of a playmaker, yeah. right? And yeah. Michael Cooper, Jamal Where's Wilkes shooting on the side. Coop loop. So so let, let's look ahead to next week's show. Uh, we can pretty much assume Boston and Cleveland are going to be facing off in the playoffs. Are you going Golden State, Houston, Shay? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what you uh, probably I, would have predicted before the playoffs even started was those two teams, right? Correct. Correct. Um, I, I like the Houston team and Golden State's Golden State. You can't, you can't underestimate a champion. So. You know, yeah. I, and Houston had a, they're up, a, they're up nine already early in the second. So. <laughs> Okay. Uh, game four. Yeah. I didn't watch a lot of that game today, but what I do watch, uh, I love watching Steph Curry when he doesn't have the ball in his hands because he is just constantly running through and just looking for screens. And the and the Golden State guys are so good about seeing – they see him coming kind of to their end of the floor and they just sort of step one way and just – it's unbelievable how much work the people that guard Steph have to do. Uh, and it's, it's unbelievable how much, how little space he needs. Cause you know, yeah. you watch, usually you watch somebody set a pick, I mean, you know, or come off a screen, you know, they, they're, they're fairly wide open. He, he just has an extra few inches is all he needs. Right. Cause that he's so, that release is so quick and, and so accurate. That's, that's not, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. Well, the way he comes off a screen catches and turns his body at the same time, all at the same time, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And then, like you said, that, that quick fire shot, but it looks the same no matter whether he's, unguarded or or you yeah. know coming off of a screen with a big man it's, it's really it's really something to watch yeah you know and it's hard to you know as a fan it's hard to train yourself to not watch the ball mm. um but it's <laughs> it's, it's kind of like you know the like cole kubelik you know from espn you know offensive lineman that they, they watch like the linemen blocking and the, and the pulling guards and things like that and, and i think we're just trained to watch you know the quarterback's got the ball he's throwing it down the field and you're missing the the other plays but boy if you take a couple seconds to watch Steph Curry and, and, and Clay, and usually Clay Thompson is doing something in, in the reverse direction to open the floor up. And it, it really is pretty, pretty cool to watch. You know what I wish they did, Sean? I wish they had a tracker so mm. you could just track his footsteps. Yeah, because right. Because he's, he's running just circles in and out and in and out. And I bet you it would be a really cool diagram just to see his footwork and moving without the ball. And then also – Track how many miles this guy runs a game. <laughs> you think Steph gets his ten thousand steps a game? I wonder. <laughs> that would be that would be kind of cool if you could if you could follow like as a fan you could follow other people's Fitbits and so you could see how, like if, oh, if, if sure it's coming. Like that's that's doable right now. So yeah, yeah. Just if, have to agree to it. If if Steph, yeah. you're right because you know as we segue into hockey, uh, they showed that play the give and go that 
Tampa Bay executed so perfectly on their second goal. On that, on that power today. play goal? Was yeah. That and, and, and ESPN showed it. Uh, Barry Melrose like showed like the skate, the path of the skaters, and it was yeah. so perfect. It was three, so, like three circles, three concentric circles. It was yeah, beautiful. Just, and they yeah. passed back and forth, back and forth, yeah. and, and then just the guy, the defender just kind of fell asleep, uh, unsure where there, he was looking, and yeah. that was well done. So hey, when, uh, I I see, uh, when I see give and go, I never think hockey – until and when I was watching that, I was like, that's the old NBA give and go, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was yeah. pretty sweet. So let's segue to the NHL. Uh, Bill, your your team is the first one to advance to the uh, conference finals. Tampa Bay wins 4-1 to one after two big-time wins up in Boston. Um, after losing the first – remember, they lost the first game of the series uh, pretty pretty handily, 6-2. to two. It was a close game really for the first 50 minutes, and then yeah. it just, you know, just – just, Two empty netters at the end, and yeah, uh, you know, they had yeah. a shot. But yeah, it, um, you know the the local columnist down here in the uh, Tampa Bay Times put a column out the, the the day this series started, saying that Boston will win, that the Lightning will lose, because Boston has their number. He was convinced, you know, and so I can't wait to see his column tomorrow. Right. <laughs> he's got to have to figure that out. He did say in the original column he'd be he'd be excited if they could do it, but he just felt like the Bruins going back, you know, years and years and years have just had the Lightning number sure so it was that's a big deal um and now you know i don't even know who go ahead third time in the last four years they've been in the the eastern conference finals yeah they missed the playoffs last year but the last the other three years they made the playoffs they made it to the conference finals so yeah they're they're a great team stamkos is um you know if he if he if his game turns on because he i think he had zero even strength goals in this series zero he had an empty netter. Yeah. It doesn't really count. He had a power play. Youngest goalie still in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, Vasilevsky. He's he's um, he's amazing. Uh, and and you got Stamkos uh, and and uh, um, I don't Corbett. Uh, help me out with the other uh, forward on Stamkos. JT. Yeah, you got Braden Point, who's who played extremely well today in the whole series. Seven points. Had the first goal. Yeah, had the cut. first goal. He's a great kid. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I, I you know watching the. Um, you know, now the pens and caps, now that we're, we're done and resting. Yeah. You're kind of hoping now, for game seven, aren't you? Yeah. Absolutely. That happened last time. It happened with the Bruins. They, you know, yeah. remember the, I think the Maple Leafs took them to a game seven and that mm-hmm. had to help. But the one thing Stamco said in the postgame interview today was that they, they were rusty coming off that much rest. Like they weren't really into the flow like they had been. Um, because if you watch the four, they, you know, they swept them four straight games, right? They dominated the first 10 minutes of all four games. I mean, the puck never left, you know, felt like it never left the Bruins zone. It was just mm. fun to watch. So if they have that kind of intensity and come out, you know, firing, um, if they, I, look, they're a great team. They, 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 they're number one seed in the East for a reason, right? So, yeah, well, on the reverse side, you know, you heard Boston all kind of talk about they were fatigued. You know, they, yeah. they definitely could feel it. And so, yeah. uh, you know, credit to, you know, like, you know, they came out a little rusty, you said. But on the other end of the spectrum, the long, you know, the, the five five games, um, you know, it starts wearing on you. So, yeah. And you know, so I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm super happy to see Brad Marchand go home. He's not to getting golf clubs. I don't know what the hell he does for fun. Um, yeah. what, I, what, what a weird what, thing, what right? A dude, yeah, I just – Licking other yeah. people's faces, but I, I mean, did see a great licking like right up their lips and nose yeah. and getting all that, whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> I did see a great you? tweet. It, it said, Brad Marchand, the only Boston Bruin that tasted victory this weekend. Boom. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm raising my hand. I'm raising my hand. First of all, Bill, um, I thought you were a superhero fan with that hat of yours. And then I realized it's the bolts. The oh, bolt. stop it. Yeah, it's the flash. <laughs> hey, so uh, uh, I'll raise my hand. I got a, uh, I got a um, Alexa. 
and it's one of the ones that has the visual. And I w- walked mm-hmm. by and it said, NHL bans licking. And uh, I'm so glad you uh, – please just give me a brief. I, I missed it. I so didn't ask her. Four about. times this year, four times this year, what Marshawn's done. during <laughs> NHL the bans licking. It, it, started, face to face. it, it started in November. And so, you know, hockey players are just notorious for – as the, pl- the whistle blows, they're always right next to each other. They're talking, they're pushing, they're shoving. And four times, twice <laughs> in this series – Brad Marchand of the Bruins just reaches out and licks the guy. He'll lick him on his ear. He, the last two, he's licking the guy right up his face. Yes. <laughs> and so, From like chin to forehead. It was so weird. Man. And so, you know, the guy will just – How did I miss this? Wow. You know, just type in it, Brad hey, it's, it's It's very similar to Lance Stevenson yeah, blowing well, in people's ears. Exactly. Exact same thing. Right? <laughs> Is he the descendant of Hannibal Lecter? <laughs> no, it's hey, look. It's it's designed to get into the guy's skin, right. yeah, retaliate, yeah. start a fight, do whatever. And and Marshawn, you know how big he is. He's like five ten. Yeah, he's just this little dude. Yeah, that just instigator that um, every Bruins fan loves and everybody else in hockey hates. Every team has one, right? Um, a goon, if you will. But, yeah. Well, today's today's goons are not six three and six four and getting in fights all the time. They're just um, chippy, you know, sure. ass kind of. Players and so he's a good player too. That's no, what he that's is. What, yeah, he's a lot he's of them are. A lot of yeah. them are good players. They just they like taking it to an extreme and yeah, you know, um, just look for opportunities to get other people upset. They're really good at it. So Shay, Shay, flip your mic on for a second. Uh, Lance Stevenson's a guy blew in someone's ear, but didn't he also untie people's shoes? Yeah, he, oh. yeah, he got in trouble. Right. Remember that he, he would reach down and untie people's shoes line. at the free throw line. <laughs> yeah, wow, just at the free throw line. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Just, just it was weird, but so. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, wins that series. Pittsburgh and Washington, that series has just Great been a, such a good series. And, um, boy, Kessel uh, made a huge mistake on that play last night where he, he went to deke TJ Oshie, and Oshie, uh, you know, poked, poked it away from him and got the empty netter uh, to, you know, six on five. Um, and then he scored two empty netters to, to win by a couple in that game. But goes back to Pittsburgh. Um, and so we'll we'll see if – Washington can finally exercise that demon of, of can they get past and knock out the defending, the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, I would expect that game goes back to Washington. That series goes back to Washington for game seven, which as fans, I think we'd all be rooting for, right? Sure. Be great. Um, out West, uh, we got two series. Both, both um, Winnipeg is up three to two, and I believe they go back to Nashville, or do they go back to Winnipeg? I think, uh, I think back to Nashville. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and they're up three to two. So Nashville uh, needs to come back and, and win that one to force Game Seven. And San Jose and Las Vegas game playing being played later tonight. Or actually, on right oh, now. they're on right now. Zero in the second with sixteen minutes. Yeah. yeah, Vegas has a chance to close it out and make it to the Western Conference Finals if they win tonight. But it is in San Jose, so uh, we'll see what happens uh, in that series. Let me let me give you a um, real quick. Here's my dilemma. Um, last night at our big event. Our, our not just divisional, but our regional manager. This is the guy that runs 15 states in the Southeast was at our event. And I, I think it's well known here at the, at the stare down that Bill Foley, the owner of the, uh, the, the Vegas Golden Knights is the CEO and founder of Fidelity National Financial, the company I work for. So my boss, the, the guy that runs our company owns the Golden Knights. And it's becoming increasingly more possible that it's going to be the Golden Knights facing off against the lightning. That could happen. Because if they and, both make the Tampa's final four. Where your, Tampa's where your other headquarters is, right? Uh, no, we're in Jacksonville. But it's Florida. Oh, okay. And, you know, the closest hockey team to Jacksonville is, you know, I don't think it's the Panthers. It's not, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, but the deal is 
you know, what, what do you do in Tampa? <laughs> you know, if you're an employee of FNF, do you openly root against uh, the, the founder owner. of the company's, you know, hockey team? Uh, which, to be quite honest, I'll say it right now, we would all do that. We would all root against it. But, sure. but it, was, it was interesting, um, you know, that, that the, I think we've had this, we've talked about this before. The, the NHL absolutely screwed up the draft, the expansion draft for the Knights. Everybody knows that. They, there's no way they should be this good because that's not how expansion teams work. I don't care what sport it is. Um, they, they need to be competitive, but not, um, not championship level. Do we agree with that as a statement? Yes. I, I don't right. know because um, we may be dating ourselves because, uh, and Shay chime in, the Atlanta United, they made the conference finals last year, their inaugural year. I meant, and, I meant, in uh, sports. Do the- I meant in sports, Todd. Oh, never mind. Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. And maybe- I wonder if today's structure, they're wanting to be more competitive than what maybe. we remember, right? Yeah. We remember expansion teams like the Tampa Buccaneers. Or the Rockies. And the Rockies, games, right? Rockies and the Rays came in. You know, they were yeah. uh, struggled. Um, but, 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 the, but Bill Foley, the guy that owns the team, he knew – a week or two before the draft, he said to a bunch of guys that, with the company, we're going to have a good team. We're going to have a good team. We've got a chance. And they all just kind of rolled their eyes and said, yeah, whatever, whatever, you know, that's sure. Whatever you say, I'll talk about, you know, here you are a year and a half later and they are amazing. Right? They've shattered every record about any expansion team in any sport, right. With uh, their record and how far they're advanced. And Bill is fully a hands-on owner. Is he active in the team or is he just, I mean, or is he more yeah, active he's, in FNF? He spends, he spends a lot of time in Vegas. Um, yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he's very excited about it. It's a passion project for him, so it's great, right? Um, we have, you know, Randy Quirk is our president and, uh, and Mike Nolan and Roger. We got these guys up top that are running F&F for, for Bill. Okay. Bill, Bill, the, you know, figurehead, and he's the guy. But uh, I think he's, his passion right now is with the uh, Golden Knights. So it's fun. Can, it's you, issue a, uh, can you issue a challenge, the uh, Tampa office for the – no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I Come probably, on, I probably already said too much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me let me let me talk about one uh, penalty. You know, usually penalties in the playoffs are are pretty. When you when you watch the replay, there you don't miss a lot of penalties. You know, they don't call a lot of as many penalties as they do yeah. in regular season because it's so critical. Yeah. Um, but we saw one called today that I'm. I'm just. I want to go to Shea on this and see if it, if he if he ever sees this coming to the NBA. But you, Paul Marchand got an embellishment penalty. Yeah. Um, where he kind of faked a hit and, and fell down in the corner. Yeah. Um, f- f- the flop is becoming almost laughable in the NBA um, for some of the, you know, some players, you know, get, get called out more by people. Shay, do you see them starting to maybe, I mean, I, I know they're supposed to call flops if it, you know, but it just seems to be so almost comical when it happens. Um Maybe it's just spotlighted more in the NBA because you can see it. But any thoughts from you, Shay or, or Todd? I see you raising your hand as well. I, I don't. I don't see how you stop it. I don't see how you can without going to the without disrupting play and going to a monitor. Right, every, which I don't want. Every yeah. Possession. How do you, how do you stop it? I mean, you've got guys like uh, Manu Ginobili when he first came in the oh. league. He brought the real European flair to it, and that's what it happens a lot in soccer. Yeah, uh, it's just flop, and, and and what do you do? Yeah. How do you stop it, Todd? Uh, yeah, I was, you know, uh, Shea hit it right in the head. Um, the leading scorer of the EPL, um, Mohamed Salam, he plays for Liverpool, but he got a yellow card today for flopping in the box. So in soccer, they are quick to give you a yellow card. 
Um, and yellow cards accumulate. You only get two in a game, you get thrown out. So, um, and by the way, I was uh, Vegas just scored there one nothing. But um, again, soccer is probably the most floppiest of all sport, if, yeah. if that's even a term. And uh, referees are quick to give them yellow card. So I think I like the trend of the NHL. If there's really an exaggeration or uh, I forget embellishment, the word. yeah, embellishment. Hey man, put them in the box for two minutes, and uh, it'll it'll cut it out, right? Yeah, especially especially in a game like today where they end up scoring on that power play, I believe. Yeah. NBA is dicey though because you only have what six fouls in the pros, five in the in college. So, yeah. Um, well, if, if they're going to start enforcing it, then people will stop doing it. I mean, and that's just. But you know, how maybe you, it's how a technical you, instead of a personal foul. Maybe they call it technical. Give them free throws, and you only get two technicals, and you get ejected. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just I, I found it interesting because the first time I've seen that play called. Uh, in, in an NHL game, uh, you know, every once in a while you'll see a six man on ice, you know, yeah. the delay of game, they, they all often go to the uh, monitor uh, to see if it was, if it hit the glass on the way out, you know, when the goalie clears it and goes right up into the, into the stands. Um, you don't see that call very often, but delay of, or the six man on the ice usually is when the puck just happens to hit the guy changing over the boards yeah. um, before the guy gets off the thing. But interesting guys, let, let's, uh, let's, let's roll through it. And, Major League Baseball really quick. Boston, Cleveland, and the Angels now on top in the West. Um, yeah, the Astros lost five of the last six. And, yeah. uh, and the Rock, uh, the, uh, actually the D-backs. Boy, the Arizona Diamonds. Yeah. Good. They uh, took two of three uh, in Houston, right? Yeah, and the NL, Todd's Atlanta Braves are in first place right now. Wow. Uh, yeah, how about that? St. Louis uh, with a chance to sweep Chicago tonight. Yeah, rain delay. Thanks a lot for bringing that up. They're in a rain delay right now. And Arizona, as you said, uh, leading. So, yeah. Two Anything else? Yes. yes. Two, two things. Uh, Bill, someone hit 3,000 this week, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Albert Pujols, which uh, yeah. he's the fourth player with 600 home runs and 3,000 hits. Wow. Which is, uh, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> so It is. Yeah. And another milestone. Um, and talk about a game changer if you want to, if you want to just take a minute and think about it. But yeah, Ichiro Suzuki retired, right? He uh, hung it up and he's taken a front office position. Yeah, not quite. Like he's still left. He he's he's not going to play this year, but he hasn't ruled out trying to play next year. Yeah. But in the meantime, he's going to take this position. He's what a game changer, though. I mean, yeah, that guy. He, he opened uh, some doors, right? Uh, your your uh, your boy for the time. Angels. I forget his name, but I mean, his swing is a carbon copy. A lot of the Japanese players. Shohei Otani. Yeah. 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 If you're left-handed and you're Japanese, you look just like Ichiro. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just kind of the way it works. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's pretty good. I, I wanted to share one thing real quick that I saw oh. today in the paper here. You guys probably don't know this yet, but have you heard about the Humboldt jersey? It's a sock, a, a hockey yeah. story. The, have you heard about it? The Humboldt yeah, jersey. The Humboldt yeah. rings a bell. That's the, 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 the team that was hitting the car, the yes. yeah. so truck down, accident. Yeah. There's a guy down here who's a big Lightning fan who took a – it's a Lightning jersey, a camo jersey, because he, he served in the Marines. And he put Humboldt on the back, number 16. There were 16 people killed in that accident. And uh, it's now traveling. Different people are wearing it to uh, pretty much every Lightning game. But the best one is they shipped it up to Canada for the championship game of that uh, – game six of the championship series – in the junior league that the Humboldt team played in. In fact, they were on their way to play against the team that eventually won the championship in the semifinals when the, they had the accident. So, uh, yeah, it was just, it's just a really neat story. If you get a chance, hashtag Humboldt Jersey on Twitter, you can see stories, kind of follow the story about uh, the different people that are taking this thing. It's, it's been signed by a bunch of the Bruins and the Lightning. Um, the, both teams in the uh, junior league championship up in uh, Canada signed it and just one of those kind of cool things that sports does every now and then out of nowhere, you know, that uh, kind of keep those kids in your memory. You see the green 
that a lot of the coaches are wearing. And because if you yeah. go to any hockey team, all, all every single hockey team has a connection back to some, yeah. someone's that, played through that town or yep. you know, played a team from that town. Yeah. yeah. They all know. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a small group of people. So Tough story, especially because it was, you know, all, all junior hockey league players. They were all 16, 17 years old. You know? Yeah. A little, yeah. Maybe even a little older, some of them. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's mm. tough. So tough. All right, guys, yeah, let's, let's, let's wrap it up. Uh, Shay, what do you got coming up this week, buddy? What's going on in Portland that's uh, on your agenda? I'll actually be up in Seattle for a good bit this week. I've got some meetings in Tacoma on when, excuse me, on Thursday, Seattle on Friday. And I think I'm going to just stay in Seattle for the weekend and kind of hang out up north. Good. Hmm. That'd be fun. Todd, what about you, man? What's, what's on your agenda back at, back at work? It's funny you said uh, hang up north. Doesn't Portland see him up north as is, but he's going <laughs> it's <east>. way north. <laughs> Farther up north. Um, yeah, Sean, I'm back from vacation. So uh, full steam ahead, a lot, lot of cleanup to do. Um, real, real quick, I know that's my expression, um, have an opportunity. Uh, I'm sure you guys have experienced this in real estate. Um, had a sale, had it in the bag, circumstances beyond your control. Uh, you, you lose said sale. So have an opportunity to save a $600,000 sale this week. So fingers crossed. Um, as I told my boss, I want to go to bed and uh, when I'm shaving, looking in the mirror, know that we've done everything possible to uh, save it. So anyway, that's on Tuesday. So hopefully I have good news. To Channel your inner Mariana Rivera and save that. That's deal. it. <laughs> that's it. I'll go with early John Rocker. Why not? How about <laughs> How about just go with a nice guy like Trevor Hoffman? There you go. I just <laughs> He's a so Mississippi, Mississippi State guy. I can't go with him. There you go. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Bill, what about you, man? What's going on in your uh, your world? Uh, let's see. On the podcast this week, I'm I'm going as local as I can ever go. I am actually going to interview Petty Counts, who is our regional um, uh, vice president of sales. So okay. I'm going to talk title, right? A little bit of title insurance and. Uh, a look behind the curtain on what we do. I think that'll be kind of interesting for a lot of listeners. So that's, uh, that's coming up this week. And um, I, I channeled a little Sean Carpenter and tried to come up with a more creative uh, title for one of my presentations tomorrow. And I'm calling it RPR in the wild. And mm. so, <laughs> you know, and the goal is to uh, focus on what RPR does for realtors. Um, because I think too many realtors get stuck with just trying to learn it and they get, they sit in yeah. the classroom, they go to the board classes, you know, what I'm talking about Sean, right? Sure. They're trying to just figure it out. But I'm like, now how can you use, I, I have three different use, use case studies that work in an open house, or if you decide to, you know, target, form, or if you decide really focus in on how you use it instead of how it can help you instead of like the nuts and bolts. It makes sense. Yeah. More tactic than practice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, be good. Fun. I like that. Good. Well, for me, it's just a, uh, it's a home week. I picked up my daughter last week and had a nice, nice uh, journey back from South Carolina. So year one in the books. Uh, and I am uh, in town all week and, and in town for the next 10 days before I head into Montana with my mom. So uh, hmm. just is trying that to build time light- already? Is that time yeah. already? Wow. Yep. Time trying flies, to, huh? Trying to build wow. relationships, solve problems, and have fun. So, hey, on behalf of Shay and Todd and Bill, I'm Sean Carpenter, and you've been listening to The Stare Down.